Psychomedy is brought to you by ThreadUp, Manchester-based therapy that supports creativity. I'm Rafaela Nunes, the founder of ThreadUp and the counsellor supporting the creative community. Comedians and creatives in general can experience anxiety, depression, low moods, and this in turn can affect their creativity. One-to-one counselling can facilitate a safe space for creatives to explore any difficulties, to gain self-awareness, to develop strategies that work, and ultimately to create choices that are aligned with the natural creative flow. If you're in need of support, then please get in touch. Visit threadup.co.uk to book your counselling sessions at reduced rates when you quote Psychomedy. Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of near total shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and every day now I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies, coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. So, joining me on Psychomedy Daily Dose today, it's Kate Barron. Kate. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are oh, you? I'm good. How are you? Lovely weather we're having. It's beautiful from the inside <laughs> of my cold, dark bedroom. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, it's lovely. It's nice to be able to when you're going out for your daily walk or whatever to be able to actually stand in some sunlight yeah do you have a balcony or a garden or anything we don't but our our building is like an old converted um uh industrial bakery so there's actually this weird part where you have to come into the building and once you come in you kind of go back outside but only residents have access to that outside center area so there is space to be outside and just to walk around and some of the tenants have been playing badminton in it and just staying away from each other so they're, we're, we're doing our best here <laughs> yeah I've heard some people who share gardens have like a, a rotor like you can all have half an hour and stuff but yeah oh that's a good idea yeah yeah so how are you how are you coping mentally yes last night genuinely I forgot what year it was <laughs> I, forgot, I had to oh Google. my god <laughs> I, had to, I thought I think it's 2020 but is it 2019 <laughs> I googled it and I thought, oh my god! And you just Google what is the worst year, and it 2020 came out. It pops, it pops, it pops up. I, I googled um, like I googled today's date and it popped up really beautifully. <laughs> yeah, so I'm coping that well. How are you? I'm losing track you of coping? days. Yeah, but not years. Yeah, not years. I'm I'm not losing track of years, but the days are what I'm losing track of. So it's like I thought it was Tuesday for I think three different days this week. Uh, where I'm just like, I, cause I'm still working. I'm still doing my, my day job as well. So that's helping keep oh, that's a little good. bit of like normality there and a little bit of routine there. So that's been really good. Although it's slowed down quite a bit, but it's keeping a little bit. And yeah, I mean, good days and bad days, you know, some days I'm like, I'm going to make myself feel better on the outside to feel better on the inside. So I'll like do little spa treatment or have a really long shower or, you know, put on a lot of makeup and do my hair and get all, you know, done up and everything. And then some days just feel 
not as good and and a little you know sadder because all my family's back in Canada and I can't be with them um but you know I just sort of go okay today I'm just gonna stay off news and off social media and just locked and watch Netflix and allow myself to feel a little bit down today and I usually snap out of it pretty quickly yeah yeah I think staying off news and social media has been the key for me in terms of uh, mental well-being so um yeah you mentioned Canada there we've talked to comedians around the world on this uh, daily dose show but not uh, not Canada what's the uh, what's the news from Canada the news is they're handling it quite well they are um I think Justin Trudeau uh, his wife had it. He apparently did not have it, although I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. But he he didn't have it, um, and he's been he's been doing it quite well. I think they they went into action quite quickly. I have my sister's a nurse, so she's right on the front lines. My right. good, I have a lot of good friends who are nurses and physicians in and Canada. So they're kind of in- filling me in, but yeah, in Canada. Yeah. So they, I know there's issues with protection gear, like masks uh, the n95 mask and gloves and there's some issues with that happening but overall i feel like people are fairly confident in what's happening and also the economic plan that's happening there to support artists and independent workers and contractors and um that that's actually they've been doing a really really good job of that so the only place that's kind of alarming is ontario which is one of the provinces is having a massive um, spike in numbers and deaths. Um, and I have a load of friends there because I lived in Toronto for six years, the last six years before moving to London. Mm. Um, but overall, spirits are up. My, you know what? Honestly, my sister, she's pregnant, she's a nurse, and she's working on the front line, and she's more positive than any of us, which is remarkable. All right. Well, yeah, that is positive, yeah. Why, why, why is she so positive? I mean, she's, you know concerned about what this is and, and saying that everyone needs to take it seriously but I think being in healthcare I think you're able to maybe compartmentalize or detach a little bit uh, um like your whole mood will not be based on this and so she's they've seen this kind of stuff before I mean she's been she's worked at you know um hospitals that a lot of at-risk people work at or a lot of people who um you know who suffer from like homelessness and she's been pricked with needles that have hep c and had to be tested and do it all so i think she's just sort of like done tons of stuff like this before where you know it's not business as usual but it's um they're just they come at it from a logical point of view going like we just have to be very diligent and follow protocols and everyone needs to stay at home and wash their hands and do all of this stuff. So I think that just helps her go, no, like I'm confident in taking care of myself and the people around me. So it's all good. But when I'm spiraling, she usually helps me pull out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think there's any sense of people in the NHS are seeing the exact truth of this? So as bad as it is and as tragic as it is, they're not seeing what we're seeing perhaps, which is sometimes uh the worst case scenario and um you know being shared on social media even worse than what the actual reality is maybe um i think the reality is quite bad so i don't know if that's the case i'm seeing up close and in person but i think also there's they don't want to panic people i don't know i don't think that's i don't think that is the case um Mm. but i think they're able to see it from i think there's because there's, they're not spending their whole days sitting at home on social media and watching the news and doing all this stuff, 
yeah. they're able to go with what's in front of them and they're working with what's in front of them and what's happening there, which I think can be worse to some, whereas we're sitting here and I think why everyone is so panicked on the outside and involved is because it's also so much unknown and there's people panicking and worried because there's just so much ambiguity. We don't know, are all the numbers coming out accurate? I know a lot of people who were quite sure have Corona um, and they're just isolating at home, but they're not, they haven't been tested. So they're not part of those numbers. So mm. the numbers are probably much, much higher than they actually are. I have friends in New York who have it, who say it's like a war zone there right now. Like all, but I think we're, we're getting all this outside information and a lot of like hype and just we're stewing on it. And yeah. whereas people actually on the front lines are just dealing with what they have in front of them. They don't have time to think about what, what someone on CNN said. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant, really. That's a, there's a tendency to share the very worst stories um, and uh, not, not, yes, not the best stories that people are, people are, you know, uh, the majority of people are recovering from this. But uh, yeah, 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 I've talked to, yeah, I've talked to people from New York and would you say Canada's in a slightly better position than America? Or? Oh, million percent better, I think. Yeah. Um, well, we have universal health care. So automatically we're in a better position. Canada has 36 million people versus 300 and something million people. Mm. Um, and we like are, are just the way, the way the governments have done it and the, our, the uh, premiers have done it. They've, they've, they've really stepped up and there's, you know, big companies that are stepping up as well there and taking the money they would normally spend on things like company parties or giving away or like sort of like, you know, like let's plant a community garden and that's all going towards healthcare and connecting people and doing, and sort of just solving the problem. So I think there's a lot of innovation that's going to come out of this as well. I think people are going to, you know, as people need to adapt and people will sort of, they'll see people's best and worst right now. And I think there's some interesting innovation and stuff that's coming out of Canada as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I yeah. have full, full faith that Canada is going to, thrive in this not thrive but do come out of this well yeah nice so that's good um yeah interesting you say you see people's best and worst i you know i've been thinking that that the you know you're seeing the good people get better you're seeing the bad people get better and the people being still negative and still spreading hate and shit around i think there's a there's a lot to learn for those people in this uh in this time you know it's uh i'm optimistic for most people but when i still see those bits of negativity and um i just um yeah i just question god what are you doing at this time what are you doing yeah 100 percent. you're just like what are you wh i always just think like what are you contributing to the world what are you is this really the what you want to be is this who you want to be like do you want to be this kind of person that everyone just mm. goes you were a piece of shit and like <laughs> that's all you want i just i that's i always just think about that being like is that how you want to be remembered or is that the really the legacy you want to leave behind <laughs> i'm trying to focus more on on the positive and on the things and a lot of people trying to create content to entertain people and you know entertain themselves and yeah. um and just get together and have those more connected experiences and i mean Honestly, when it when it gets truly very difficult, I'm like, hi, Anne, Anne Frank did this in a basically a cupboard. She hid in an <laughs> attic and had to be silent without social. Like people have had it far worse than we have. People, you know, I think that we just need some perspective. I think I just sort of give myself a raw dose of perspective 
every time yeah. I start to feel a little bit down and, and then I go on a house party or zoom with a bunch of my friends and I can order Deliveroo and I can <laughs> kick my feet up in my bed, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're better off than so many. There's some people around the world who aren't and that's who it's really scary for and people who are, you know, at really at risk for this and people who don't have homes or people who live in situations where they can't isolate away from people or they're yeah. in maybe domestic abuse situations or kids who are at risk who are LGBTQ kids who are living in homes where they're hated for who they are. That that kind of stuff is, is what I'm thinking about right now. And that's the stuff that I'm more worried about than my own sort of personal well-being. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So how else are you getting through this time? Are you, are you being able to be creative? I've said before on this podcast, I don't think I've written a single joke since this started. So I haven't really... Uh, had the yeah. um, had it inside me to to write a joke about this situation, or I've been doing a bit of online playing piano and um, improvising, but that's about it. How about you? Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I am doing some stuff to to keep a little bit creative. I am doing a little bit of writing. I've written a couple of sketches. Mm. Nothing crazy. Um, so I hate myself, but I've joined TikTok. I hate myself. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Um, nice. I joined. I joined as well. Such an awful. I've joined, but I haven't done anything it's, on it yet. It's but, truly um, terrible, but it's entertaining. What do you do on it? What is it? Little. You know what? It's sketches. entertaining. It's little sketches, isn't it? Like people do almost little challenge videos, so they'll do like a little dance routine or some weird little routine. Yeah. Uh, or just some. There's some funny videos, or people just put whatever they want on it. But mm. it's quick. It's not great, and the content is not amazing. It's very mm. flash content, and then it's gone. It's nothing substantial. Yeah. But it, you know, it's entertaining, and I've definitely. So I, I just went on there, but I'm like, I've, I've actually downloaded it and deleted it, I think, three different times now, because I'll be on for like a few days, and then I'll just go, what am the I doing shame. here? The shame. I can't be on this shit. <laughs> the shame of it all. So Why'd you delete um, it? Just because you don't want then, anyone to like, see that you're on it? or No, because I actually get lost in a TikTok hole where I'll oh, go, right. I'll scroll mindlessly, because it goes, it's just very easy to grab your attention. I mean, that's what it's for. It's like the epitome of short attention span everything is very quick you you swipe by content very very quickly on it you're not really taking any of it in but it can be very mindless and i can i can see that of myself and i have such like um an all or nothing personality and so when i get into it it's like when i start a series on netflix or prime or wherever mm -hmm. i'm watching that series until I've done the entire series i don't like to focus on any other shows mm -hmm. i zoom in on what so when i get into tiktok i'm just like in a tiktok hole where i'm just like all of a sudden, two hours later, I'll go, what the fuck was I just doing with those two? I don't mean, I guess it's fine for right now and there's not a ton else to do, but I've been trying to be a little bit better. And my producer um, and director that I was working with for Fringe, which is so sadly now canceled for my debut, uh. which I was so excited for. Um, I've been working with her and, you know, running some ideas past her. And I came up with this idea um, just before this sort of all happened, right at the start of, um, uh, for a TV show and a pilot, and she really likes the idea. And right. so I, you know, the other day I just had like a little surge of energy and I drafted like 10 pages of a pilot script. And so trying to do stuff like that. And I mean, who knows, right? It could go nowhere, but for, for now it's making me feel better. And I've sort of set up like a little office space in my room I didn't normally have, you know, London bedrooms, they're tiny. I live in a house or like a flat with two other people 
Mm -hmm. um, there's not a ton of space. So I set up like my own little office in my room. So made it, so it's like a nice working area for me. Um, I made it look nice. So it's like somewhere I want to go sit down and do work or write or wherever. Whereas yeah. normally I would just like, I'm very much like I'm out, you know, 20 hours a day usually or 18 hours a day. I'm out from like 8 a.m. till sometimes like one in the morning doing shows and doing my work during the day. Yeah. So I'm like a laptop in my backpack kind of person, but now set up this little area. So that's helping me. But yeah. And then I just, honestly, I FaceTime like last Saturday I had wine and I FaceTime with my friends. I think I probably spent almost seven, I want to say seven and a half hours <laughs> FaceTiming house party, doom chatting with loads of different people. But it's, um, yeah, it's, I think for me, it's a good way to spend my time. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And looking at your Twitter, you've been spending yeah. a little bit of Are time. Are you doing a lot of that? Yeah, well, absolutely. But I was just going to mention looking, oh, at, you, Twitter. looking at your Twitter, just uh, you've been spending a little bit of time doing what I've been doing for the last three days, which is watching Tiger King. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That show is awful, too. Talking about something that I came up from going, oh, God, America. <laughs> God help you. I love it. I've just finished it. It's I've just, just finished it. It's a big... It? Well, it's a big hole to fill. I just, uh, I think I'm just going to have to watch Tiger King again. I don't think anything can be better. You know, it's just like, you just open mouth. I was genuinely found myself, but this is the definition of open mouth at one bit. I was like, oh my God, every, every, you know, every step yeah. of the way just gets, it just doubles down, doesn't it? Doubles down on crazy. And the best part is no one's talking about the most hilarious parts of it where there's like a woman who gets her arm bitten off and she goes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was back at work the next week. I got another one. Like, you're like, what? Like those are just late or the guy's like, Oh yeah, I lost both my legs in a ziplining accident. Next. <laughs> and then he's like the next the next shot, he's smoking a cigarette surrounded by gas tank. And you're just like, What is happening? It is so insane. Have you seen how OJ Simpson came out saying Carol Baskin killed her husband? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, he posted a video going, Oh, she did it. She for sure killed her husband. And so everyone on Twitter was like well, I guess it takes one to know one, OJ. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, yeah. That's no, taken it, it to the extreme. It's hilarious. It's insane. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is insane, but, um, but it's very funny. <laughs> it is, it is. And she kind of definitely killed her husband, didn't she, looking at it? But we're not even right talking about that. It's just like, that's probably happened, but let's move on. You know, I don't know. Well, I think that could be a little documentary in and of itself is like yeah. her and the husband and the weirdness of it. My brother thinks he up and moved to Costa Rica, that he had, he was stowing away money and he just up and left to <laughs> sort of avoid her entirely and leave. And he's gone off grid and he's in Costa Rica. Right. Maybe know. it was just the editing. Every time it cut back to her after hinting that she might have killed him, they just cut back to a bit where she definitely had some crazy eyes. Oh, but that is so editing. That is so oh, yeah. classic. Like, they painted her out to be such a crazy villain. And my, in my head, part of this, I was like, here's the only female, like, zoo owner or whatever, and they're making her out to be a villain. You kill <laughs> yeah. your husband, Carol. You go, you feminine girl. <laughs> I love you, girl. <laughs> no, she was actually... It's crazy, too, because she does exactly what they do, but then calls them out for being monsters. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, aren't yeah. you doing exactly... I think they're all monsters in branding, their own way. Right? Yeah. I, think, I think the only non-monster is maybe Carol's husband. He seems, he seems quite sweet, but... Um... The rest are monsters, I think. I don't know. Yeah, and, and very smart. I think he was definitely the smartest person in that series. Yeah, yeah. But you'll probably find out in the next series that he's killed several. Oh, so. 
Yes, but also what here's here's fun on TikTok. Doc Antle's son, Doc, who's like the Bolana or whatever, like the weird sex god that all these virgins flock to. For <laughs> yeah, some yeah. Fucking God knows reason with with his gross ponytail. <laughs> um, one of like the biggest TikTok stars is his son. <laughs> his son is huge on TikTok, who also has a ponytail, and his TikToks are him just running around and like swimming with the lions and stuff. So you'll, I'm sure you'll come across it, but it's, uh, that's, that's yeah, why I'm more gonna, white that's... trash content for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> that's why I'm going to get straight on TikTok now. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. And I'll tell you what, we're all going to have gross ponytails <laughs> at the end of this. So don't slag off the gross ponytails. My one's, my one's <laughs> forming as we speak. Right. Kate, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank today. You. That was, uh, oh, of course. that was such fun. Thank you so much. Thank you and take care of yourself and your family and absolutely keep that positivity. It sounds like you're uh, keeping your head above the water beautifully, which is, uh, which is great. Yeah. Check in with me in a few weeks when I'm wearing tissue boxes <laughs> on my feet and hissing at strangers when they get too close to me. That's where I'll probably end up out of this, but for now I'm good. <laughs> I may well do. That's what we plan to do. Actually check back in with a few people. I think we're going to check back in with someone tomorrow that we did like a couple of weeks ago. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a plan to, to, to uh, have a comparison and see how that ponytail is coming along. Awesome. Right. Thank you, Kay. Lots of love. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, take care of yourself. We'll talk to you soon. The absolutely brilliant Kate Barron there. Please check out her Twitter, Kate underscore Barron. She's always posting, um, you know, clips of her live work, which is always brilliant. Check it out. And... My goodness, it's always just so good to talk every day, share positive stories with comedians. There are so many positive stories out there in the creative world. I've mentioned this before, but Next Stop Comedy are doing this amazing thing and sharing. I think they've raised something like £100,000 from comedians and others, better off comedians, um, and they're sharing it out to comedians that need it the most. Um, It's incredible. And our counselling partners, threadup.co.uk, will also shortly be announcing, if they haven't already, some uh, free counselling sessions for those that can't afford therapy, some free 20-minute counselling sessions. So please check out their websites, threadup.co.uk, for information on that. So that is our show for today. Join us again for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us a five-star review. Please share all the posts that we do. It's really helpful at this time. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk. You've got lots of mental health tips there from Fred Up. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay positive, and tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow.